I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks. scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ooh, savage. I like to keep it real simple. It's Wednesday. You know what time it is. Our special guest for the week is none other than Mr. I feel like I need a drum roll for you. (laughs) You know what I need? I need two Sharpies. Do you think anybody actually knows who it is yet? I wonder. Uh, How long should we keep it going? They have to know. I think for your viewers' sake and everybody else, just let's not tell them who it is. Okay, we'll just wait. We'll just wait and see how long they can guess. (laughs) Okay, so what? How long did you start TikTok? How long ago was that? So I started in 2020. Um, Sometime, actually, it was, I could probably figure out the exact day, but. Um, I had a cleaning company and, uh, uh, Taylor and I, Taylor and I have a cleaning company and we had, uh, signed a really big client. And so we spent all our money investing in, uh, Lennon and Terry, uh, to take care of all these units, uh, all these condominiums through the summer season and, uh, and put all our savings into it. Cause we had signed this client after a year of trying and uh, the governor shut down the beaches uh, because of COVID, and we lost every single penny that day. Everything. No way. Yeah. And after some time, uh, I mean, I couldn't go get a job, obviously. Um, right. And there wasn't work out there, really. And so I spent a lot of time in my garage uh drinking white claw and one day somebody somebody sent me a video uh and i I wish i could remember what it was but send me a video and i was like okay i could i'm gonna download uh i'm gonna download tiktok and um i started watching and it was funny and i saw something and i was like i could do that and i posted it and i remember like in the first hour like a hundred people had seen the video I hadn't seen a hundred people in weeks. You know, because you didn't. <laughs> right. I was like, oh right. my God, I am famous. Like, <laughs> it was the coolest effing thing. 
And um, I think it was about a weekend. I hit uh, right at 10,000 followers and I went live and um, I went live for a few hours in the garage and I made 40 bucks, like 40 bucks. And I lost my mind. You would have thought I hit the lottery because I found a way that there was money coming in. Um, So our net net value increased by $40, which was our total (laughs) value uh, at that time. And uh, yeah, that's how, that's how I got started. So you're, you're down South, right? Yeah. Gulf Shores, Alabama. So, okay. So you were going to do some things right there on the Gulf Shores. I'm sorry. Can you say that? You you were going to do, was it a hotel or was it like a, yeah. So we had, um, we had, uh, a few buildings with approximately 60 or 70 two bed, two bath, uh, condos. So we had to, part of the turn is everybody comes down. Most people come down on Saturday. They stay for a week. They check out at 10 AM and then the new check-ins arrive at four. So population in Gulf Shores, permanent population is somewhere around 10,000 people, but any given weekend in season, we can have two, 300,000 people in town. Wow. Yeah. So part of the the horror of the cleaning company is, and I I think this is good actually to talk about because I don't think people have full understanding. Um, but, uh, Obviously, when you go to a condo to clean it, uh, it has dirty linen and dirty towels, dirty terry, and the cleaners got to bring the clean stuff. They have to take the other stuff so it can be washed and you have to, so you have six hours, uh, six hours to clean all those properties. So you have to have a lot of linen. You have to have backups of everything and all that stuff. So signing this big account, the, the first day I went in, to try and get this account because I, I just felt something. I really liked the way they treated me, even though they said no to me for a year uh, to the day exactly. I went in there every week and kept trying. A uh, year to the day, I got uh, I got the call from them and I got my first unit with them and I had to prove myself over time, and, sure. um, all that stuff. And then we signed that massive account. And so I went and took all the money we had saved and all the money we had to support <sighs> our budding cleaning business uh for the season and uh lost every single uh, every single appointment uh hundreds of appointments and new appointments and uh so we had nothing we had a lot of towels and sheets <laughs> but uh we didn't have any anything to do with them so it was uh it was devastating and um you know i didn't really kind of ran out of stuff to do and i downloaded tiktok i thought it was a I thought, you know, I think a lot of people maybe are like this. I thought it was for real young people to shake their butts and stuff. <laughs> and I didn't, you know, I was like, yeah. I don't want to do Facebook anymore. I was like, I'm not, what if I, what are, what's there going to be for me on TikTok? That's ridiculous. And then, uh, yeah, now we're here. So it's nuts just yeah. thinking about the whole shaking the butt, the kids. And now I feel like it's such an adult app. Or maybe yeah. we just don't go to that side anymore. Maybe because I don't see kids as much as I used to when it all first started at all. Well, I don't know if you have any fake accounts, and I understand. <laughs> I don't know if you have any like you have any like accounts where it's not you or what. I've got a few of those fake accounts where I go because I sometimes what I do is when I'm on my I get sick of my own algorithm. 
or whatever. It's okay. like seeing the same faces and the same people. So I'll go on one of my fake accounts and I watch the FYP on that page and you see all kinds of stuff. It'll <laughs> blow your mind. It's a whole new world. Wait, how many and, fake uh, accounts do you have? Uh, I think I only have two. <laughs> and they're not backup accounts. They're just like straight up fake accounts. Oh, yeah. I know everybody else. Uh, you know, I don't know that everybody else is doing it. But also, it's like sometimes I don't know if you've dealt with this before, but sometimes um, and it, it's a positive thing, but it's also uh, I I don't like it all the time either is sometimes if I just want to go in and watch a live. Sometimes if I go in a live, people freak out because I'm in there, um. which makes me really happy. I get excited, too. But um, sometimes, you know, if I just want to go in a live and watch and enjoy the live, I don't want it to be about me being there or take away attention from what's going on or everybody uh, talking in there. So that's why I have it. That's why I have it, too. But, that's the big um, change that just happened. Well, not I shouldn't say just happened where it announces you coming in, right? So like if you have a gift or badge, it announces yeah. you or whatever. So sometimes I do wish I can just kind of slide in and be like, oh, hey, and chill. But it's like, I feel guilty sometimes when, I, when I'm live scrolling. So I was like, hey, oh. oh my God, Heather. I'm like, oh, I think I have to stay in here for a second. Like I feel, oh, yeah. or if you accidentally are swiping, you didn't mean to swipe all the way and you jumped to someone's live and you're not even in there and you're like, they probably are saying hi, and I feel really bad, but I couldn't stay or like whatever. So that one's yeah, a little well, awkward. And two, it's it's funny because um, it's funny because I've had those moments where like you click something, and then all of a sudden you're in somebody's life. And you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't. I don't have time for this. I can yes. go to dinner. I didn't even mean to click the thing. Yes. Um, yes. So yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Like I said, that's that's really. I don't use it to like go watch people and see I, like spy on people or anything weird like that. I don't have time for that. I don't have any. Uh, I have a backup account, but I don't have any. Yeah. I don't have any fake accounts. Yeah, and I don't. Uh, I don't have a, a back account. Maybe it's a good idea, but I've got enough trouble dealing with this one. I'm <laughs> not part of time managing this one let alone the other stuff i haven't posted on there in a while i mean it was just it was when everyone's account just seemed like people were trying to attack it or whatever was going on and i'm like i'll just do a backup account it's fine so at this point it it is what it is i'm like if i post something funny over there i do otherwise like i have so much that i'm focusing on and so many other things that i'm doing we just had this conversation before we jumped on the podcast that i mean it's not it's not as simple as it looks to some people, right? It's like, well, you posted a video. What else did you do today? Well, from the minute I get up till I go to bed, like I'm on the go. I'm yeah. doing something. Well, we did, um, I was working on a YouTube video. I think it might've been a music video I did. Some, some sort of video on YouTube. And I was talking to my mother-in-law. She's like, so how long have you been working on this? And uh, I, I woke up that morning at 3.30. And I think this was at... 10 p.m. You know, wow. still working on the captions and the audio and the tag and the editing, you know, because you're doing wow. all these parts. She's like, how long's the video then? I'm like, two and a half minutes. Oh, <laughs> my, are you serious? Well, and I say yeah. that because I, I think it was, um, I started putting some of my music out there. So there's a lot of pieces in that where there's the, I've got to perform the part, obviously, and then right. edit the music. And then I'm hyper particular, uh, terribly critical of myself if it, if there's anything creative about it, um, 
I do. It, it's not a kind place in my mind. I think um, most so artists are that way, right? Where it's like you want I to make so. sure your what your message is coming across the exact way that you want it to be coming across, and everything's perfect in the background, all of those things. So. I respect yeah. that. It it definitely adds more work. That's for sure. Well, and growing up, I grew up in church, but I also, uh, one of the things I'm classically trained on a few instruments. So I'm very hyper particular to, uh, uh, you know, what is it? American Isle or whatever was like, it's a little pitchy. Uh, growing up in church, I had a hard time going because I could always tell it's like, oh God, man, like that D flat. It's supposed to be a B sharp. Um, <laughs> you know, so, would you ever go on American Idol? Would I ever go on American mm-hmm. Idol? Mm-hmm. Not intentionally. <laughs> um, I, I don't think I'd ever go intentionally. I mean, it'd be one of those you swiped I, in on accident type thing. <laughs> yeah, if they're like, we need somebody to be <laughs> like a garbage segment. Like that's what I'd go for. I, I might. Uh, I would love to go on it just to be like, well, well hello. Hey guys, and then I wouldn't want to perform or anything. That sounds actually awful. Um, but I would, I've always been a big fan of, uh, uh, I don't even know if he's on it anymore. I haven't watched it in years, but uh, Simon, uh, I, I really do like Simon. I like that he, um, what, one of my favorite things about him is I remember when that show started um, and you watched him, you would, wait i feel like everybody waited to see what simon was going to say and see him grill people mm-hmm. and laugh their butts off the way he put things and everything um one of the most beautiful things i've seen uh, is he has a, a extraordinary amount of discipline but one of my favorite things to watch is when he's on that or the other talent shows or whatever is when you can see the emotion coming in him mm-hmm. because he's somebody who's so gruff i guess um and you see him start to get emotional that's that's he's he's very good and uh i think originally he wasn't even supposed to be on the show and then oh i didn't um, know that he got asked him and piers morgan were going to do it over uh, across seas and then it ended up over here simon ended up getting a bunch of money and then there's something crazy it's, it's crazy weird how story, all of so. those things end up panning out okay well let's rewind so you start TikTok, you, you guys lose everything. You're probably super depressed anyway because none of us are out in the world seeing people. So now yeah. you have this on top of it. You get on TikTok, you start doing lives. How did the Sharpies come about? Uh, okay, so this is, <laughs> this, is, I, I, this is a fun conversation too, I think. So I, I started with a little bit of goofy stuff and my brother came over one day and uh, he said, I saw some of your TikTok crap. You look like garbage. He said, go take a shower uh, and use this because he video game streams and does stuff like that. So uh, he brought me a ring light. And so I went and showered. And he said, my brother always says, there's not a person in this world that a shower can do more for. Her. It's amazing what you look like before a shower. And then you can just all of a sudden, 15 minutes later, look all put together because I look like chaos um uh without it and when i wake up but um he brought me the ring light and i went in the garage and i turned the ring light on and i was like oh my god i look good and i i messed with it you know you could swipe the filters yeah i i got to that brew filter or whatever i got to brew 
and then I hit that ring light and I pressed it to where the lighting, I was like, my eyes are popping right now. I look all sun kissed and uh, something's gonna happen. So um, I had this, uh, I had this old Malibu rum shirt that I had and I got a bunch of cleaning bleach and all the stuff over it. Now, I'm not sure I remember the very first time that I did it, but content went from funny to, um, I got that ring light and I started getting some pretty raunchy uh, comments. Oh, and, yeah. And <laughs> uh, I, so I was like, well, what am I going to do? And um, uh, I started using, if I have one skill, uh, I would say, or one thing about my content that I, uh, I think I was good at it at the beginning was pairing music with, uh, pairing the right music, winking at the right time because I, finding the right song for the right type of raunchy comment to reply to and then that's when it really started uh it really started exploding at that point and um uh i can give examples of some of the comments if you would like to i mean we are all about the comments and i remember seeing yeah. some of your videos and i was like these yeah. ladies are going nuts for this dude but yeah let's hear some of those comments because we love comments Okay, and just so everyone who's listening knows, I didn't say these myself. These were my comments <laughs> that I received. Wait, wait, wait. Did you have a fake account back then and you were commenting these on your own video? No. Because that would have been genius. If I had, if I had <laughs> I'd be at 100 billion followers right now because I could have just done what I wanted people to say because I wanted it to get worse and crazier and everything. Um, and uh, uh, I think that's where the Sharpie like kind of came in. I think somebody had said, well, I was a lesbian, but not anymore or something like that. And I looked and I, uh, uh, I like winked at the right time and the Sharpie fell out of my mouth or something and it went crazy. And um, that's kind of where the Sharpie started. So an example of another comment, uh, one of my all time favorites is, um, uh, <laughs> I want you to break my back like a glow stick. And, um, so, um, and uh, this one, it, you know, this might upset some people, but it's it's part of my history. Uh, if you were a gorilla exhibit, I'd drop a. If I were a gr gorilla exhibit, I'd let you drop a kid in me or something. Like these were some of the. Okay, so you realize I, I live in Cincinnati where that whole thing happened. Really? See, I had no idea. And that's why that's why I prefaced it. I was like, at the time, I thought that was funny. Whereas now it's like, eh, maybe it's not. Like, right maybe now, maybe so, not. Know, what, I'm, what I'm doing now. But honestly, too, I wasn't thinking about any of that because I didn't give a shit. Right. I really didn't. And uh, well, listen, you're at a point. Why people. would you? Why would you like at the point that you're at? Like, you're like, I haven't seen people in days. Neither had other people right yeah. these people online are like well i'm gonna say whatever and anything because this is the only interaction i'm getting from people so the comments were freaking nuts like sure. nuts yeah. i would see some of the comments on people's videos and i'm like dang why don't you just go get a vibrator like why don't you just yeah. order something from amazon they're still going right now <laughs> well, bad. It, was, it was crazy too because so that kind of started created a path of like i don't even have to say anything like I just mm -hmm. find the right music and I love finding new music or thinking that way and putting the music to it where for the longest time, no one ever heard me say anything ever. Uh, and I'm I just, I just went hmm. um, my wife was 
real the whole time. Nobody thought that I actually had a wife because I was doing this content. And they were Seriously? like, well, if you do have a wife, she's got to be awful angry that you're doing this. It's like, I made, I made 40 bucks. Less. My but she's like, get it, baby. Wife. Well, my wife gets a kick out of it. And so uh, uh, we would find, we found joy. Um, we found joy in reading that and the kind of, you know, competition to take it and to push the boundaries for what could uh, be replied to. And then um, if I had stuck, if I had stuck with that route, I'd say, I'm glad I didn't, but it would have been a hell of a lot easier than everything we did after <laughs> that kind of time and, and where we are now. Cause um Never wanted to help anybody, but now I, uh, uh, you know, one one night changed kind of everything uh, uh, for me, and I think for community too. So let's talk about that. So I noticed a switch, right? I feel yeah. like from my perspective, you yeah. there were a couple other people that just seemed to blow up, and then yeah. you guys are verified, you know, all those those things. Everyone's like, oh my goodness, like those are the people, blah blah blah. But yeah. I noticed. It wasn't so thirst trappy. It was okay. I almost sense it was like a a sense of responsibility that you had. Okay, I have a platform. I can I can try and help some people with this versus it yeah. just being all about me. So I noticed a little turn myself. I don't know if everybody yeah. else saw that too. When would you say that that turn came? Because I know you were friends with other people, and it seemed like you yeah. guys started to come together and kind of unite. Yeah. So, um, and, uh, so it was one night and I, I don't remember exactly what month or, or when it was. I remember everything about it though. Um, uh, JT Laborn called me and, uh, we had connected at this point. Um, and I really liked doing that content too at the beginning cause that was fun. I didn't really have to work too hard. Mm-hmm. I'm a terrible dancer. And then people were like, oh, you guys kind of look at the like and whatever. And I was like, all I have to do now is play dress up and try my damnedest to dance because I'm awful. Um, and people might actually like it more. And, uh, and uh, so I started doing that. But we had connected. And then um, he called me one night and said, uh, uh, I just got off the phone with the American Art Association. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And uh, he said, I told him we were going to raise. So it must have been towards the end of the year. He said, I told him I was going to raise $25,000 by the end of the year. And, uh, I don't know how I'm going to do it. And I, I think I just said done. And he's like, well, how the hell are we going to do it? And I was like, (laughs) I don't know, but we're going to figure out a way. Mm -hmm. And, um, um, uh, might've been a few days later or whatever. Uh, I said, I walked in, it was probably seven, eight o'clock at night. And I told Taylor, I said, I think I'm going to go live because I figured out how to use the charity button on uh, on TikTok. And I said, I think I'm going to go live and try and surprise them. They were at dinner. Um, I was told they were at dinner and uh, uh, and try and raise 500 bucks tonight. And uh, she's like, okay, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. She's like, I don't know, 500 bucks, whatever. Um, so I went into, I had this old... Uh, tuxedo that I had from a Mardi Gras ball um, that I went to and I was like I'm going to put the tuxedo on and (laughs) if we get 500 bucks I'll put the jacket on you know I had this whole thing so I put the top I was wearing pajama pants um, (laughs) and had the tuxedo top and tie and thing I love it um, uh, you know I I said it and then uh, 
long story short, uh, uh, 94 minutes later, we had raised $54,000. That's amazing. Yeah. And I think the people, I say we, I mean that community did that. I, I sat there and people are like, well, what'd you do to do it? And it's like, I sat there and I cried the whole time. Yeah. I sobbed. It was the most amazing thing I've ever, uh, well, not anymore because my daughter's here, you know, and, uh, uh, but at the time that was one of the most, I saw, I think maybe during COVID we were uh, all a little scared or nervous or angry or whatever. And it's like, how do we get back to feeling human again? Yeah. And um, uh, I saw humanity uh, uh, in a huge, huge way um uh that evening and uh i it was incredible and then i think it was the next night uh, our buddy dan went live uh he might have done 20 grand 25 grand and then jt went live the night after that i think and tiktok had gotten involved at this point and everybody's kind of involved in this now and uh we all did a, a live and it was maybe a hundred 150 grand. I don't know. It was outrageous. Which and, uh, I'm thankful. I I did donate in in the lives. Here's oh. why. We just spoke about this a minute ago. Right before we started doing the podcast, I was on live and someone said, "What was your favorite memory? And what was you know what made you sad?" And I I just shared with him about my dad. Um, he had just turned 53, December okay. 14th. December 27th, 1 a.m., so technically 28th, someone's running up the stairs to wake me up. And they are literally like, Heather, Heather. It was my my ex-husband. Um, we weren't engaged yet at the time, but he was running up the stairs, and he's like, your dad, your dad, your dad. And I, I woke up out of a sleep, and I heard people just wailing and crying, like, no, no, this can't be. And I'm like, I ran down the stairs, ran into the living room, and my dad was sitting on the couch. His head was resting on, on his, like, hand. And he had had a massive heart attack. So we pulled him off the couch and my ex did CPR. I went and called 911. They were like, someone's already called, we're on our way. I ran to a neighbor's house to get like reinforcements to help us, you know, do CPR, like rotate with us. And I just couldn't do it. I couldn't bring myself to do CPR, but I watched my dad, I watched his stomach go up and down. I watched that, I watched paramedics come in, try and shock him and they were like, He's gone. So he laid in our living room till corners came and got him. And when you guys did that, you know, your live streams and it was all about the American Heart Association, I'm like, my, not that I had a bad opinion of anyone. I didn't. You know, I thought you guys were fun Truth. and funny, but I was like, yeah. this is a turning point for me of a now respect. I don't know you, but now I respect you guys for doing something. Obviously, JT, you know, with his heart things. But yeah. I'm like, you're just friends with him. I didn't know whether yeah. you had been affected by it or not. And I thought, wow, that's pretty amazing how people are just coming together for a cause. So I want to say thank you for that. I'm sure other people have said, well, that was cool. But from someone who that directly affected, I want to say thank you. Well, uh, I'm going to try not to cry right now <laughs> because, uh, well, you know me probably. I, I don't mind showing my emotion like that. But um, you know, if I may, and I'm careful speaking about people's families and stuff, but, um, uh, people, uh, uh, like my nephew who's dealt with some things and, uh, like JT and, 
um, uh, all these heart warriors out there, mm-hmm. uh, like your, uh, your father too, I didn't really care, you know, before until you know somebody who's been affected right. and then you hear those stories and hear that and you're like, well, hell now I care a lot and mm-hmm. I'm not good at details and names of this, whatever this is or that is. But, um, uh, you know, after that, um, you know, it just changed things in me because I was like, I can go on here and, um, you know, respond to kooky comments and stuff like that. Right, I, still, right. I haven't done it in a long time, I don't think, but I still do my, I'm a maniac and my mind's always five million places. I'm thinking about Pokemon cards. <laughs> you? No. about you and like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm like all over the place. And so I do, I want to say my content like completely follows one thing. It's kind of crazy, but um after after i saw it i was like man i you know i I, i've had this realization and i'm a pretty spiritual person Mm -hmm. and i'm i i'm you know i have my beliefs and i i talk to god a lot and uh stuff if and i'm thankful that he has me in the conversation sometimes but um (laughs) the uh um i think my job i i said this to taylor i had this realization that i I'm very, very protective about those that I love and I happen to love everyone. And um, I'm not sure, this is kind of a hard thing to say and I don't want, but I don't know that I'm supposed to, I can't be fully content and fully happy what I would define as fully happy unless I know that you're happy and you're protected in all ways. Or yeah. my wife and my daughter are, are everybody in my community, you know, my DMs are the saddest, one of the saddest places I've ever seen on earth. And um, people need so much hope and so much hope is so little to give. When I was growing up, two things I want to hear, and I talk about this all the time, two things I could have used to hear more. And uh, I love you and I'm proud of you. Mm. I'm proud of you, I'm proud of you, I'm proud of you. If you go to Google right now, and I did it a while ago, um, I wanted to see what children, what do children do nowadays that have a hard question? You know, they used to have to ask somebody. It's like, or they go to their friends who don't know what they're talking about because they're 12 years old. Right, you know? right. And, uh, uh, they, they used to kind of have to go to an adult maybe. Whereas now I was like, okay, and especially with the show and everything we're doing, um, I was like, where are the kids running? And it's like, well, duh, you idiot, they're going to Google. Right. So I went to see what what were kids, what are the questions that children are asking? Um, and I think we could, I think we do it now. You guys, you guys yeah, let's do it. You can edit it if you don't. If you don't. No, no, it. let's <laughs> roll with it. But I think uh, I want it to be accurate too because I think it's I think it's important and hopefully it's changed. Um, so when uh, you go to Google, and this is before you hit return, the search thing, and it gives you those prompts, it, you know, that tells you what, uh, tells you what, uh, it's like when you type in, how do I make my parents, and you leave it just blinking. Okay. Uh, look at the, uh, look at the results. And this is what children are Oh, asking. wow. Look at the first one. How do I make my parents proud? How do I make my parents love me? That literally breaks my heart. What I love about TikTok, though, I have a 10-year-old son, and the communication between the two of us is amazing. From what I hear from other parents, from what 
I've been told from my my friends, they're like, continue that as long as you can. Foster that environment that, you know, he feels good communicating with you. There isn't a day that goes by that I haven't told him that I love him. I brought him in on the podcast actually the other day and I said, what do I always say to you? And he said, you're my favorite boy in the whole wide world. I couldn't imagine. I just couldn't imagine not loving him so fiercely and not telling him how much I love him. The, The kids that come into my lives, they're like, can you be my mom? Can you be my mom? I'm like, I'm your mom on TikTok. Like, let's go. I'm, <laughs> I'm your auntie. I'm your sister. I'm your whatever, whatever you need. But it breaks my heart when these kids come in and they're like, I don't have anybody. I don't have anybody telling me they love me or they're they're proud of me. And, you know, kids will come in. I've been disowned because I told them I'm this or I, or I said this or I'm that. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. We just were talking about a boy. And, and actually, I was telling you about it because I was finishing up some things. A boy that's mom was doing some things in front of him that no one, no kid should ever see. And sure. that's really unfortunate. I mean, I understand people say that drugs can do certain things to people, but I, I don't know. I would hope that, I don't know. I would just hope that my son knows every single day and I would never want him to think there's a day. So for yeah. kids out there to not have that like that, that legit that breaks my heart and I'm happy and I know you are too to be able to be on TikTok and be able to help change the minds and show love to people unconditionally that hey someone randomly out here loves you that's why the make a wish was so important to me as well right so TikTok got involved. Well, I, I went to make a wish. I said, I want to, I want to come work with you guys. They're like, you do? I was like, yeah. So they said, let me, let's have you do this. There's a kiddo that wants to be an influencer. Like, can you grant that wish? I'm like, absolutely. Whatever you need me to do. I said, I'll bring more awareness. I can grant a wish. I can do whatever you want. So then we had the idea of doing a giant fundraiser, kind of like you guys did the American Heart Association. So we did the make a wish one and it was it was absolutely amazing. And I'll be going back on August 26th for their gala. But just knowing that someone's there for, for these kiddos that are going through so many medical and health issues as well, what they say, and I hope I get the statistics right, but the doctors were saying that was such a high percentage, like maybe 80, 90% of kids that have a support system. So this is true in real life too, right? Think about it. 90% of kids, 80, 90% of kids that have that support system, that have something really big and, and awesome happen to them, gives them more hope. And, yes. and the majority of them, 80, 90%, end up going and living normal lives, right? Normal per se. Yeah. So if you look at that from a different perspective of a kiddo that's just, maybe they're not ill, right? They don't have anything going on, but they don't have a parent that's telling them they love them or a parent that's saying that they're proud. Look how much further they could go if their parent would just step in and say, or somebody else, right, in the community or, you know, doesn't matter. Just tell them they're proud. Hey, you're loved. You're welcomed here. Any of those things. So I think when you had your turning point, right, the American Heart Association, I think we all have our turning points at, at some time. You're just on a whole different level and a whole different like connection with the people yeah. that are coming in your lives. Well, and I think I think too, and it, it's just like so 
and I say this, and I say this kindly, but like you're like a celebrity to me. So like I'm so, and I, I mean, and I know you won't probably like that or accept <laughs> no. it, but no, I will it's not. Like, no, it's like getting on, like being able to get on the phone with you. Like I've watched you. I can't. I couldn't. I was like, oh my gosh, I might be able to. I had goals. I wrote jokes down for this so I could hear you. <laughs> Tell me a joke. And, and, well, I don't. <laughs> um, so the world's shortest joke is my favorite. It's so, and I don't think you'll actually laugh, but maybe okay. somebody, I think you might just roll your eyes, but it's <laughs> geology rocks. Cause it's this, it's only two words. It's the, it's such an awful joke. And this is why I wasn't performing it. Uh, performing, oh God. I can't like, make myself gag, but. Oh, Ed. Um, <laughs> no. Get the Sharpies it's, back out, buddy. Get the Sharpies. <laughs> Well, I'm not a comedian, you know, and uh, no, I think it's, I've spent, I've spent so much time watching you. It's like getting, it's like maybe we watch television or whatever. I mean, like to see you make all these people laugh and laugh because other people are laughing. It's like, um, you don't have to go out there and do something like, I think what's amazing too is, is my realization that I still need people to tell me they're proud of me now. Yep. And we need that for each other. And what happened to these kids who didn't hear that enough? They yep. grow up to be adults, hopefully. Um, and mm-hmm. then they're there and they still need that. We need some reassurance, you know, um, you and your content and the videos that you do that are funny and everything. That's the pat on the back and the sign that there's something to laugh about um, in this world that, that is very, very much divided. Um, there's still hope and there's still someone smiling and someone's still making a group of people smile. And that's, that's one of the, uh, very few things, uh, one of the few things that you do that I think is a miracle. Um, and you. Uh, you don't have to do it, uh, and you're choosing to, and I don't know everything that you do, but I can imagine how much work goes into a family of five, six million people. You're going to make me cry. (laughs) Well, thank you very much. And like I said before, I mean, I'm spiritual as well. I grew up, my, my dad was a minister. He would preach his sermon maybe once a month or, you know, every six, eight weeks, whatever. Um, I really do feel deep down that I've always known there was going to be some kind of platform, some kind of large group that I was supposed to help in some kind of way. I didn't know what it was. I coached soccer before this. So I was like, okay, this is probably it. I'm helping, helping, you know, shape the teenage kids into working hard and understanding they've got to work for what they want, you know, all of those things. And then TikTok comes along, you know, in the pandemic, I'm like, what am I going to do? TikTok comes along. I start doing lives because like you, within the first video or so, it went viral, about 10,000. And I'm like, okay, well, what's this about? What do I do? The more I did lives, the more, you know, those things started happening, the more of a community I built. And I'm like, wow, there is nothing more powerful than realizing what you feel God has put you here for. Sure. Well, (laughs) Throughout, it's, this is interesting, but throughout my process and like throughout like the growth of me as a person and becoming a father, my entire effing life changed. When I was growing up, mm-hmm. I wanted a baby. Um, I really? Want, 
I didn't want to. That's that's all I want. I wanted a baby. I didn't want a wife. Uh, it, it had to be. It's like, well, you gotta have a wife. It's like, well, all that I see is you guys fight, they fight, so and so's fighting. Right. All that. I don't right. want a wife. I just want a baby, and I wanted a black baby because I thought black babies were cuter. And this was the child in me. Uh, this is what I wanted. So, growing up, I I just wanted a kid, and I I, I loved uh, I loved children, and I just loved little babies and stuff. And then, um, you know, years ago, my wife and I uh, decided we're going to have a baby. And then five years or so of struggling with infertility mm-hmm. and uh, uh, procedure and all that stuff, me feeling like I couldn't do the one thing that my wife wanted most. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, I think it's important for people to uh, um, uh, to talk about that, too. And I think it's it's a uh, it's. Do you, you feel know, your life, mission I, changed a little bit? You know, that you had this platform and, and you guys had the infertility and you were able to speak about it. Do you feel that shifted a little bit? Yeah. So that was, uh, if you, it was, it was really hard. I had a hard time letting myself feel bad for myself uh throughout the process because i was like it's not my body it's not my this is imagine how your wife feels you idiot you're gonna sit over here and uh be sad for you you need to provide you need to get this done somehow i don't know if you know this working you know in ways i actually had three miscarriages before i had my son so we had adoption paperwork filled out ready to go and I got pregnant with my son and and I went in and they didn't hear a heartbeat. I'm like, fine, when's the DNC? Like, when do I schedule it? He's like, time out. You're going to do an aspirin and progesterone. I said, I don't want to do the progesterone. I was like, at this point, I don't want to do anything. We hadn't gone through any procedures or anything that other than just, you know, when I had miscarried, I had a DNC done, whatever. But I said, I'm just not going to put my body through that. Mentally, I've got three miscarriages. I'm done. I don't want to do it. So he's like, just wait. The aspirin changed it i didn't do progesterone it was just the aspirin and it was just such a weird thing because i had in my head that i'm just never gonna have kids we're gonna end up adopting no big deal you know you fill out all the paperwork asking all the questions and i'm like that's just what it's gonna be and we end up having my son but it was really hard for me because people didn't talk about it and it's still a little like still sometimes we're like it's a little taboo but as i said something to a friend like oh they're like oh i've had two i'm like wait what how come i didn't know about that or how come this so the more awareness that comes out not that it's kind of like death and everything else right it doesn't make it easier for you but it's almost like a little more manageable and like oh my goodness someone else went through that sure well and i think that's number one i can't imagine uh, going through what you went through. I can't imagine. I don't really want to. It'll be probably midnight tonight because I don't sleep really much anymore or haven't really since I downloaded this app because it never stops and I love it. <laughs> right, and right. I just do. I love love all the all I love all of it. But um, I some point tonight I'll probably think and try and imagine myself and uh, uh, that has to feel like hell on earth. Um, I, I, I would imagine and um, I'm proud of you uh, oh. for saying what you just said out loud. Um, it is, there's a, I think a common misconception is that it's easy to be honest. Um, I think it's terribly hard sometimes to be honest. And um, uh, I'm just proud of you for saying that. And I can guarantee you there is someone listening right now that you 
minded uh, that you just helped or whenever this airs that uh, helping them right now, um, you might just save their lives uh, mm-hmm. uh, by, by sharing that story. And I, you know, I got one, I got one today. I was shipping out a t-shirt to somebody and it was, I won't say exactly where, cause I don't want to give them up, but sure. um, they'd see me, they'd see me in a restaurant in the St. Louis area and they're like, Hey, it's, the message was, Hey, I, I saw you and I don't want to come to you. And now I regret it. And buying a t-shirt. I just want to thank you. My husband and I have been struggling with infertility and you guys sharing your um, wow. journey. And so I wrote her a, a, a letter and uh, put it in there. And, uh, you know, the, <laughs> we went to a concert the other night and uh, the majority of the people that came up to us, uh, like pictures of whatever, which I think is the coolest. Thing. That is, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Anybody who's like, oh, I don't like it. It's like, well, you are not me. You know, yeah, like, you're like, you're like, let's get a lot. I can't wait to see you out in public. I'm getting a picture with you. Oh my goodness. I'm getting a picture. I'll lose it. I get so <laughs> nervous. I'm like, oh my God. And we actually, I listened to your show yesterday. I listened to your show yesterday. I listened to your episode with uh, uh, Mama Todd. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I listened to your episode with Mom and Todd, and uh, she was on stage uh, with Jelly Roll and doing some stuff the other night. And I was like, I was crying and I was, sh- <laughs> I was excited. I was in the crowd. I couldn't believe it. Um, uh, it I was love so it. cool. And I think what the people that I kind of relate to like that are people who have given me, like, uh, uh, you know, some sort of comfort, you know, mm-hmm. in a way. And, uh, feels like you just have a friend and, um, you know, I, I, I certainly don't think my daughter will be proud of everything I ever did on the internet. <laughs> this is uh, fair. So, See, my son yeah. is older. So there's times he's like, ew, cringe. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's funny you say that because it's like, I got to get this out now because she's not going to allow me to do this no, later. So no, I got to no, keep what I get to. No. But um, I do, I do hope at the end, she's like, you know, uh, people, there are people that don't like me and I get death or, you know, we've gotten all kinds of right. threats just in like all that stuff. And I have to be honest, I, I see when I see a bad con, it really hurts my feelings, you know, and I think that's, I think that's okay to say. And I wish yeah. I was uh, stronger in a way where it's like, yeah, there can be 10,000 nice comments and you read them and then you read the one. And it's like, I'm thinking about the one is because I want I've never understood the creators that are like, well, I don't care if anybody likes me. I don't care all like all that stuff. I, I understand what you're saying, but I don't want everybody to like me. I want everybody to love me. Yeah. You know? And, I think uh, that you got to, I know Savage is in my name. So everyone's like, yep, you know what? You're, you're good at just letting people know. I feel this way. When I first started, I was like, oh my God, why would someone say that about me? That is not true. Like, I'm actually, I'm like a really good person. What the heck? And then I was like, these fucking people are trolls. Like, they don't even care. So then how I kind of changed my mindset on all of it was, if I see the same comment, then I'm like, hmm, is there some truth in that? But what I do now, right? That's how, like, early on, I was like, oh, wait a minute, hold on. Uh, For example, if I put a video out, I put a video out one time and I was like, oh, she's struggling. And... Someone was like, that's not funny to make fun of someone's financial situation. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Our family was poor. Like, I, I, why would I do that? And it was, she's struggling, like, how to cook. 
And I said, and I'm struck because I don't know how to cook either. So I was like, oh my gosh, this lady's totally taking that out of context. Well, two more people said the same thing. And instantly I was like, okay, if there are several people taking it that way, that's not how I want to come across. I'm taking that down. I'm going to pause it. I'm self-reflecting. So I think that's what you have to do is if someone makes a really shitty comment about you, you got to take it in and be like, no, I'm not that. I know I'm not that and just move on because people see you for 15 seconds. Now, you're my savage family. I love them like family. I am fierce for them. I will battle for them. I will fight for them. If someone comes in the chat and they come for me, I'll let them have it. If they come for anyone else in the chat, oh, it's double down at that point. Like double down it. And you've probably seen it, but it's yeah. <laughs> I'm not that they're my friends. I look at you as family yeah. and friends like I'm going to no. We fight for that. <laughs> well, well, and to and you are a big creator, and I want to I want to say this, and I know I'm like I have a bunch of I have followers and, and stuff like that too, but I want to say this like me to you, where it's like just because you're a big creator and all things happen doesn't mean you don't have struggles too, right? Or that you don't have emotion, or that your life is. It's like look at some of the greats who have chosen made the terrible, terrible decision. Mm-hmm. to leave this world right. um sorry my phone's going off um uh i have no idea what's happening oh my I, God. we can't hear anything so you can keep going <laughs> okay, um, um some you know i think of uh uh who's popping in my head is robin williams yeah what a terrible, terrible decision he or his sickness or his mind uh, so made. he was a person that made me think too i go to therapy every wednesday yeah. And one of the reasons I want to make sure is I just want to stay healthy in my mind, healthy for my child. But when that stuff came out, I wondered, like, I don't ever want anything to go to my head. I feel like I'm pretty even keeled. I, I feel like I'm pretty down to earth with everything. You know, if someone meets me, they kind of wave. I go over. I give them a giant hug. I'm like, what are you doing? They're yeah. like, I just want to say hi. I'm like, well, I'm a hugger. We're hugging. Do you want to do a picture? You want to, you know, I'll take one for me. Like, you know, whatever. So it's just, that's just who I am. But I want to make sure, and I talk to my therapist, you know, if I ever feel a certain way about anything, but staying grounded was like one of the first things I had talked to her about as far as career stuff. Cause I went based on, you know, relationship things I need to work through my dad passing away, you know, past traumas. But I also kind of added that in the mix. Cause this is a newer thing, right? The social media stuff is not something that's been around for years and years of you catapulted here and you catapulted here. It's just a little bit different than what we've had in the past. So I want to make sure I'm trying to stay grounded on that because like you said you don't know someone else's struggles but you know there's sure. days i will say this though and i've learned to do this with my son and this parenting tip not whatever but i've learned to do this with my son I, if i wake up and i'm just in like a bitchy mood i'll, I'll look at my son and be like listen i just need a minute and he'll be like why i'm just kind of in a raw mood right now he's like okay i'll give you your minute and that in my head lets me check myself and be like you better snap out of it because you know you're not in a good mood snap out of it so i'm very authentic when i get on a live like i'll get on a live i'm like i'm warning y'all i'm feisty today or whatever you know whatever it might be but the more authentic i can be and the more open I feel it allows other people to say, you know what? She's not putting on some fake ass front that she's always yeah. happy or she's always this or 
we are all human. We're all going to have bad days at points. We're all going to say things we don't mean. We're all going to like be mean to someone we don't mean to be like, we are human. We are human. Well, and that's, I think it's not like, we're not talking. It's like, whoa, is me. I'm an influence. I hate (laughs) But um, uh, the influencer is like, uh, we've got it so rough and everything. It's like life is, life is hard for everyone at times. And uh, hopefully life is easy for everyone at some times too. That's my Um, hope. I I think where I got confused was thinking that uh, I deserved an easy life. It's like, no, you got to work maybe for an easy life. And that doesn't mean you're always going to get what you want. Um, uh, At the end of the day, it's like, and the way I think about it is if it all goes away, did I try my best and work my hardest at whatever my mission at that point was. Mm-hmm. Um, my journey has changed throughout this social media crap. And, um, uh, you know, when I was doing the raunchy videos, you know, where we sat there and winked and all that, uh, I was doing my best. And uh, when I was dancing, I was doing my best. And it wasn't good, uh, <laughs> but I really tried. And, Listen, when uh, we get together, we're going to do a dancing video. We got to take a picture and oh, we have to do a dancing video. <laughs> yes, I would. I would. I, if you're sure. I'm 100% sure. Well, hey, speaking of all, like everything that's going on, you just started something new because I know we could go on for hours and hours, but I, I want you yeah. to tell everybody about the project that's coming out, or excuse me, that just came out. Yep. Let everybody know about that and kind of what you're doing, like what your plans are for the future. Yeah, so... I think it was, I think it was around the few influences I had growing up and and some of the, I I really like old movies um, and grew up on old movies. Abbott and Costello was a huge one. I've seen every single one. Um, The original King Kong, I like that. It's Wonderful Life is one of my favorite movies of all time. Watch it every single year. Um, Old Saturday Night Lives, um, uh, Pee Wee Herman, uh, Rest in Peace. Pee Wee Herman, uh, Willy Wonka, or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, Mr. Rogers, uh, uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, um, and uh, uh, and those are some of those. So um, I think it was when I hit five hundred thousand followers. Uh, I did a video with uh, it was Fred on top and me on the bottom, uh, just saying um, saying thank you and uh, something like that and. There was a comment in there. It's like, oh my gosh, you like, like you help people. You're like the name is Roger, whatever. Mm-hmm. And this was years ago. And then there was another video I did, you know, sometime later where I, I read a bedtime story and you know some nice comments came in and everything. So that's kind of when um, I started looking for that kind of feeling that he gave me when I was a kid, out, looking for it out in the world. Like, where's the new one? Where's the you know, not that no one could ever replace Fred. I think, right. I, I think everyone knows that. Um, no one, <laughs> the interesting thing is no one could replace anyone, uh, period. Uh, whether you're Fred or you're just not, you know, nobody can be replaced in any way. But, um, I'd seen the cartoons and I see a lot of stuff out there and all that stuff. And I was like, man, just something's not hitting. And so that's kind of when, uh, my mind started going now things really really kicked into gear uh there were some uh big studios uh looking and uh pbs was aware of some things and there was a i'll just tell you that the 
um, getting this uh, show made, which is called It's a Wonderful Day. Um, uh, It's a Wonderful Day um, was, uh, it was hell on earth kind of getting to the point where we are now where I'm able to talk about it and the pilot's out and everything. Um, But, you know, I did acting years ago and I, I did movie stuff and commercial stuff. It's like, there's a reason why not a lot of people do it because not a lot of people can take 80 no's in a row. Right. Um, and uh, so it was a lot of no's, a lot of challenges, tons of research. Um, I know uh, I know everything I can about uh, Fred and the way he um, did things and how diligent he was. Um, and, uh, you know, I wanted to teach myself how to do some of those things. And my wife's a children's therapist, a licensed children's therapist. That's so, amazing. Yeah, well, and she doesn't talk enough about it. So I started talking more about it because I think she's so wonderful. And I'm just a big kid that still wants more childhood. And so I, I have a, I'm sitting surrounded by Pokemon cards and Game Boys. <laughs> and like, I'm, I'm a big kid. And, I, you know, that is it. But, um, I saw some of this program, I was like, okay, if I was struggling with this, or I searched, you know, when you search that on Google and you see that, it's like, how devastating is that? Um, uh, and um, uh, yeah, so finally got uh, finally got a studio and I've got uh, my, my uh, buddy, who I've known him for a long time, we did some some movie work together back in the day. and. Uh, I never, never thought he'd be willing to. I didn't want to bother him with it because he was like, big deal. And, um, uh, he'd be, he's going to roll his eyes at this part, but uh, he's fantastic. And uh, he was like, yeah, I'm in, I'm done. And I was like, are you serious? And uh, uh, I couldn't believe it. And I remember telling Taylor, I was like, I can't believe because him and his family were coming over for dinner. I was like, I cannot believe they're going to be in our house for dinner. This better be perfect. <laughs> and uh, we got to figure this out. And uh and here we are and uh you know there's <laughs> it's funny i i've never gotten more uh hate i would say or more like meanness on the internet uh and on social media than um uh when i announced that the show was happening um and uh well oh you're gonna turn mr rogers into woke this and woke that and like don't do this and it's like the comments were ruthless that and when i mm-hmm. did a video where i said i was going to sell my pokemon card so i could go to the jelly roll concert like two things that i wanted to do i didn't one thing i want to be responsible for once in my life sell the cards because you can't afford 750 dollars tickets <laughs> doofus right, and, right. Um, i think that's uh when I saw those comments, it's like, man, I thought it, I thought we were making a show for children. I think adults need to watch it too. And uh, you know, I think yeah. um, it was very important with some of the people we were in talks with throughout this process, and I had some people screw plenty of things up. And I, I lost I lost some some people in my life through the process too because uh, I don't think they understood. One, I'm terribly passionate, um, and when I set my mind to something, especially if I know. It, or think it's going to help somebody i don't stop um and um i don't you know some of these folks who are talking with they weren't getting it you know they're trying to push i don't want to push anything out there i want to push love and kindness and that i'm proud of you that's my plan for the show ending every i'm proud of you um uh, so people hear that more um and uh i'm not interested in putting out something that upsets half the population 
You know, it's like there's enough people pissing enough people off in the world, right. and there's enough things we can talk about. Um, I've been saying this for some time. There is a lot more that we have in common uh, as people than divides us. And why the hell does it have to be something awful that brings us together? Right. Why the hell can't it be something amazing? And um, so um, this is amazing. Where can people watch this? Yeah, so it is available on the largest streaming platform in the world for free, uh, YouTube. Uh, we we made the decision to put it out on YouTube. Uh, search It's a Wonderful Day show. Okay. Um, and, uh, uh, so you have the pilot weird. out? The pilot is out. I also put out the animal alphabet, um, and uh, <laughs> which is a little That's video awesome. we did. I'm sure parents will like it for a minute, and then it gets annoying. But um, <laughs> the kids like. But it. most of the kids' shows are the same way. They're like, "Oh, this is fun." Oh, after the tenth, yeah, okay, this is. Yeah. Well, listen, I am very proud of you for all of your transformations for digging your heels in when you thought it was over when you guys thought you know what our life savings is gone you didn't give up you found a way so i'm proud of you for that because that's not easy to do you know a lot of people could have said that's it poor pitiful me i'm done just i can't i that's it but you decided you know what it's me, it's Taylor, I've got to figure something out, we've got to figure something out, and you kept going, and, and, and look at you now. I'm, well, I'm very I, proud of you. Can I compliment you, please? Is that okay if I compliment you? Sure. Uh, you have, uh, how many followers do you have right now? Like 5.6, is it 5.6 million? You got five. Do you know how big that number is? Like when you put that number into perspective, it's like you're two. Like you and I are two. Imagine five point six million of us on phone. That'd be chaos. That'd be nice. Um, but I want to compliment you because I could tell uh, by the way you speak, and I can tell in content and everything. Imagine like this world needs so much grace, and you are out there giving grace, and you are out there having fun, uh, helping people, and helping people stay alive. Uh, which is what a hero is. Um, so uh, thank you for doing that. And I want you to know in those times when people are saying maybe unkind things and everything, uh, you weren't born, no one was born on this earth uh, uh, to have a family that's this big go from that uh, to be equipped properly at all times to deal with a family that's 5.6 million people large. Um, um, and uh, those people will have you and uh, they will love you. And um, you might not always love yourself. I, I don't like myself most of the time. I love, I think my heart's a really, I love my heart. I really do love my mm-hmm. heart because I know my heart is in the right place. I hate my brain um, because it never stops. And uh, um, just, you know, the number one, uh, the number one job teenagers want. Uh, uh, in the United States uh, is influencer when they grow up. Um, I think you are one to look at that makes that an okay job. Um, Now the number one job teenagers want in China is astronaut. I think we need some astronauts over here in the U.S. and we need to figure out some of those things too because um, if anybody asks me and I don't know how you feel of course um, uh, but 
I don't want my daughter being an influencer. You know, I don't. I Here, don't here's what's people. really funny that you say that. Thank you, uh, first and foremost. But here's what's really funny about that. My son and I were driving one day, and I said, "Buddy, what do you want to be when you get older?" And he he stopped. I said, "You want to be a basketball player?" Joking, because he hates the fact I made him play basketball. He's five foot four at 10 years old. I'm like, just give it a go. Like, let's just see if this is going to be your thing or not. So I tease. He's like, no. He said, mommy, I want to be like you. And I stopped. He said, you make so many people happy. And that's all I want. I just want to make people happy. And for him to, to say that just... It made me feel I love being able to help in any capacity. And I'll I'll say this transparently. The Savage Fam helps me when I'm having a bad day and I can go on there or I can scroll through and, and read comments. They help me at times. So it is truly, you know, a codependency, you know, yeah. for, for all of us, the Savage Fam. But the fact that my child said that and can recognize that at 10. And I said, buddy, you know, all I want you to do is find something that makes you happy. So wow. for him to be able to say that just literally took, it took me back. He's been asking cool. for a long time about, well, can I be a, a, what did he, oh, a gamer, a streamer. And I'm like, not yet. Uh-huh. Your little brain's not ready yet. I don't, you're not ready for the, the other things that, you know, that come with it. But yeah. You just made me, re- now my paradigm is shifting here because it's like, okay, if one comes out to me, if, if your son's <laughs> agent is like, hey, daddy, I want to be like you and yep. help people or whatever. First of all, I'll probably start crying and be like, oh my gosh. I know, how sweet. Okay, yeah, I'm glad you want to do that. Let's make you better. <laughs> but and Exactly. That was in my brain. I'm like, all right, this is what he's going to do. Here's the things I did that did not work. Or here's the things I know now. And, you know, let's just make it, like you said, make it better. Okay, listen. I adore you. I just love picking your brain and hearing all of the cool things and the transformations. And I I am very proud of you for putting something out that's helping people because there are a lot of people that quote unquote are influencers that I wish they wouldn't influence anybody or anything. (laughs) We'll just, we'll just, we'll say it that way. Okay. So now we're going to get to the fun part. It's called the Savage Seven. Okay. So I ask you seven rapid fire questions and you only get, you can take your time if you need, but you only get one skip. A one, oh, like you can skip one. Yeah. Like, okay. I don't want to answer that question. This is one of my favorite things. And I'll honestly, I'll answer as honestly and quickly as possible. Okay. Here we go. Do you and Taylor have hall passes? Oh, um, I've made her aware of some that I would like. <laughs> some people I would like on the list. Um, and, uh, I, 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 she killed me if I said probably any of hers. So uh, <laughs> no, don't, don't divulge hers. Okay. Next question. Yeah, I think so. Who are Taylor's help? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just messing. Cool. I'm just... <laughs> All right. Next question. Something on your bucket list. Something on my bucket list. I've always wanted to go to Greece. Uh, just because I see the pictures and I see it's like so blue. Like uh, yeah, so, the water so blue. So uh, Greece, would be, Greece would be really cool. Um, that's something that's definitely there. I would love to attend like uh, 
the Oscars or something. That's something Ooh. that I think would be because I grew up watching that. I wanted to be I wanted to be a dad, but I wanted to be an actor growing up. And, and okay. uh, um, we'll see uh, if we can we'll yes. see if we can't help get you there at some point. Oh, well, <laughs> I think it'd be freaking amazing. You would have to. They'd have to like. I'd have to have that leash thing because I'd be like, ooh, I'm going to go ooh. <laughs> it would be like just photobombing everybody. All right, next question. What's your most memorable moment on TikTok? Most memorable moment on TikTok. I think I think that night raising the money was... Uh, uh, yeah. That that first time is, is one of the things that uh, I'll, I'll never... I'll never forget that. That's kind of made things. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next question. Is there anyone that you would never speak to again on TikTok? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, I don't think so. I, uh, I've had my, (laughs) you know, I've had my, I know people talk about, it's like, Oh, this is seasons and French, you know, like all that stuff. Um, the uh, I think this app was better when people were more connected. You know, I think this. I think twenty. I don't want twenty twenty back. I don't think anybody wants twenty twenty back. Right. I love twenty twenty TikTok. Back. I do too. I definitely did too. Twenty twenty into twenty twenty one. I was like, this is our jam right here for sure. Yeah. Okay, next and question. Now to say that. Yeah, to say that carefully, it's like there would definitely be some rules in place. And there would definitely be some. Uh, oh, to uh, look things. back, yeah, yeah. And um, I would have, uh, I would have been probably a little bit more careful with my my just my personal stuff. I think yeah. I have a, um, I'm not the best at. I know what I would do for people, uh, and I don't think that's always the same. Okay, next question is kind of along the same lines. What's the worst drama that you have been in or a part of on TikTok? Uh, oh, JT and I, for sure. Uh, it's. Uh, I was thinking about this the other night because, you, you know, this is interesting too. Um, the government is trying to shut down TikTok, I believe, because they know the power of our voices. You know, it's kind of a scary thing, especially if voices get in the wrong hands or something and I, I i laughed the other night because um uh, i think taylor told me or something i went to uh, went to my video or saw my video on her ipad or something and it was something that has nothing to do with jt and i uh and it happens all the time it's like you go to my video the search bar says jt and it layborn and ed dude's drama 2023 i'm like what the hell does that even mean like and i'm sure i i would laugh the other night because um uh, uh, JT and I uh, were very close and uh, uh, now we're not we're on uh, uh, different paths but I think we could probably both laugh a little bit uh, or I know at least I can it's like if we ever see each other again or whatever but it's like man people just want to stop talking you know mm-hmm. about about um, uh, I, I'd like to say a few good things about him if I may um, well, that was my next question to you. Yeah. That's my next yeah. question to you. So question number six, if you could say something to him right now and he hears, what would you say? Um, I'm proud of you would probably be the first thing. Um, 
I haven't always been happy <laughs> with with that, and I know uh, certainly you probably haven't been with me. I don't, I want to be careful not to speak for him, you know. But uh, um, uh, uh, life in a way was better when we were friends, uh, for sure. Um, and uh, um, I I do believe we both have enough respect. I know people want to know everything that happened or didn't happen, and like all that stuff. I totally get it too. Because uh, um, we it's not everyone's business, things. though. That's not everyone's business. Let me interject. But go ahead, continue. It, it, it isn't, but uh, you know, it's, it's hard for me too because I remember what happened when we were together. You know, I remember all the amazing things that did happen. I understand why people want to know and they want to know desperately. But um, I think, and I, he and I, in a way, both have enough respect to uh, you know keep that off the internet. You know, yeah. because it really isn't. Um, uh, I'm sure, you know, I, I, I respect I, you both for that. I will say that, that well, I don't know what happened. I don't, I'm not going to ask you've noticed. I have not asked you what has happened. I don't care yeah. to know. I don't think that's anything. If you guys eventually to come together and decide that's on you guys. But yeah. I just wanted to see well, if I, there was a message you wanted to give him, you know, through the podcast, basically. Um, uh, I, I think, and I'm not doing it because we've been talking about it and everything. I've never really been asked that question. And I'm, I'm really glad that you asked it. And I'm proud of you for doing it because I don't think most people would. And most people, no one really ever has. Um, uh, uh, not like in this setting. And I think that shows uh, who you are. And, and what you're doing is, a, and the way you're doing it is the right and the best way. Because um, uh, uh what I would say about him is that I'm proud of him and I know I am. I might have my little issues uh, or whatever he, I, maybe he has, I know he has his or what, what maybe they're big issues to him. But um, my issues maybe with him pale in comparison to the power that he has to save human life. And uh, I've seen it and uh, I think he uh, continues to do that. And um, uh, uh, I, I, I love him and uh, uh, I love him and uh, I'm proud of him and um, yeah well listen uh, yeah. you still have one more question but I'm going to forego that okay. last question we'll ask it next time you're on the podcast what's the next question <laughs> if you gotta leave you can't but now it's like now we're getting into it this oh, okay good. this is your last question okay tell me something you would never eat Oh my god! <laughs> Cottage cheese. Uh, okay. I my brain is going all kinds of crazy places. Well, you I know, most people say the same answer: not cottage cheese. But we're gonna go with cottage cheese with you. So. There's so many options now. I'm thinking of body. So I now I went from food to body parts. Now I'm like, there's so many. I said this the other day, uh, so we can cut this out. No, no, it's all going on there. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor did a video. She asked me what I was like. My biggest fears were the other day, um, uh, and I said spiders and pools, public pools. Uh, and she's like, "What? Well, I understand spiders, but why pools?" It's like because one day I had the revelation, and this is absolutely terrifying. And I'm sorry to pool culture and everybody who's. Oh, gosh. Everybody's buttholes in that pool. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but a pool is butthole soup. And I don't care if there's chemicals in it. I don't care 
there, it's like parts per million. I had a saltwater aquarium before. I understand parts per million and how disease can spread in a 60 gallon tank. I understand with 500 people, they all got buttholes. I think that's an important way to remember. Your butthole stinks. My butthole stinks too. You know why? You know why animals are great and dogs are great? They get it out of the way. They get it. They meet each other. You're like, oh man, you know, I, you got a butthole. You got a butthole. You're just gonna think mine does too. We're both dogs. We get along and we run in the back. So I'm not. Wow. This, is this definitely annoying. took a turn. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it definitely. I don't know. How. I apologize to uh, the podcast. I apologize. No, no, no apologies. And we are not cutting it. We are not cutting it. But on that note, thank you for coming on. Loved having you on here. We'll definitely have you back. But that's it for us, you guys. We're out. Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.